Hello. So I've been less worried about getting COVID lately, and that's due to a few simple reasons. To begin with, I'm fully vaccinated, and yes, I'm still socially distancing to an extent. <laughs> Definitely not having a whole lot of social interaction, but it's it's not really in the conventional sense. I'm Distancing in the sense of, hey, I don't really need a social life that much. Fuck it. So, yes, the pandemic kind of taught me that. But also, I think, you know, people often just are not worth the trouble all that much. There's no justification needed for my staying inside either. Not saying it's an accomplishment. It's not like I'll, I'll say, hey, I did that. Isn't that impressive? Nope, I'm, you know, not really saying <laughs> saying it like I'm proud of it or anything, but, you know, it, it does have a way of keeping me out of trouble. And it's not like I literally stay inside all the time either. In fact, I do have a physical day job that I walk to and from about three days a week, and it's about two and a half miles from where I live, so that helps keep me vaguely in shape. And interestingly enough, even though I'm less concerned about COVID-19 as a vaccinated person, the pandemic has got me socially distancing for other reasons. I've learned that many people out there are dumber than shit. So vaccinations are not likely to kill you, unlike what some of these people are saying. Masks were never a big deal to wear, and all of those quack cures and QAnon conspiracies will not give me more freedom. Nor will it give you more freedom. Okay, it's a it's a stupid illusion, it's a scam. Don't fall for it. You know, don't fall for goofy science, pseudoscience, fake cures, conspiracy theories, all that kind of jazz. The reason why a vaccine is good is that you can have an active social life and probably not get sick. Or if you do get sick, you're less likely to die from it. Know what I mean? Sometimes I feel a tad guilty for not hanging out with people as much as I used to, but mostly I don't. I also like that I never have to ask, am I too needy? Because I already know that I'm not. Plus, I'm just better equipped psychologically as a lone wolf rather than a social butterfly overall. And that was true even before 2020. Alright? I'm not that naive to think that if I don't go out, I'll be safe either. So it's not like, it's not really a fear-based thing exactly. It's actually more about avoiding in-person annoyances than it is about some kind of uh, a fear thing. I'm actually not that afraid of most people or situations. And may maybe I'll do an episode on the freaky reasons for that someday, but I'll j just keep that aside for now. In fact, I spend plenty of time encountering frustrating, stupid people online anyway these days, because, uh, you know, I was talking about the pandemic. I might as well briefly mention some of the stupid dis disinformation out there, such as the fake claim that vaccines cause sudden infant death syndrome or SID, you know, that's one of the things I've seen, and that is definitely not true, 
and again, I'm comfortable enough to say I feel safer after getting vaccinated. For those who didn't do so because you weren't afraid of COVID or whatever, I just have to remind you that the virus didn't care about how brave you were, okay? People were not out there dying from cowardice. Alright? Like, you could, you could be a brave person, and uh, I don't think the virus is going to say, oh, we can't attack that person now. So uh, another reason I'm still social distancing, I suppose, is because people are so fake and selfish. Often the people trying to appear, trying to appear as the purest and most sincere are the ones who are the fakest and most self-serving. And I realize that's partly because of the self-centered culture we live in. And uh, maybe if you want a classical example of that, you could look at what Adam Smith said. And he was respectable in some ways, I'm sure. But he sounded sort of like a uh, simplistic capitalist blowhard when he wrote this in 1776 in The Wealth of Nations. He said, quote... It is not from the benevolence of the butcher, or the brewer, or the baker that we expect our dinner, but from their regard to their own interest. We address ourselves not to their humanity, but to their self-love, and never talk to them of our own necessities, but of their advantages. End quote. So it's, it's sad but true that we live in a culture dominated by self-interest. And I think Adam Smith... His words there represent those cultural values more than some absolutely inherent state of nature. Because really, in life, you will meet some people who quite literally would give you the shirt off their back. You know, I know that's a common expression for people who are kind and generous, but there are some people who quite literally would be like that. And I think people like Adam Smith really... I think do a disservice to people who have mentalities, you know, that are more plainly benevolent, I suppose, who aren't self-interested. Not every place on earth, you know, is as much like what Adam Smith said. In fact, not every person in America is as much like that. But really, the Adam Smith quote sort of reminds me of all this false dichotomy crap we've been saddled with over the years. In this case, it's either everyone is a purely naively benevolent or purely belligerently self-interested a-hole. Personally, I think there can be, and sometimes is, sort of a Goldilocks zone somewhere in the middle. But I do get the cynicism, too, because I'm not 100% naive either. And I do think we have to take self-interest into account, right? So, really, the best thing is to try to find that Goldilocks zone where you realize that not everybody is shrewdly individualistic, but some people out there will take advantage of you. Some people will be cynical and manipulative. And, of course, to complicate things, some people are somewhere in the middle. For example, I'm probably somewhere in between those two polar extremes. If I get in a discussion with a lovely lady, lady that I don't even know, and it seems like I'm checking her out, 
and she's had negative experiences with men who cynically use her, she might end up thinking that I'm just like those other guys, right? And sure, I could be bitter about that. I could be angry. But I, th I, th I think it's understandable. You know, if you're, if you're treated a certain way, you come to expect that maybe most people are going to be like that. If a person's had enough bad experiences with butchers, brewers, or bakers, they're going to be more careful of who they get those related products from. And that can go for experiences with people in general. It's not like I've only had negative interactions with people, but have I learned to look for warning signs that, oops, this person is probably some bullshit? Yes, sir, I have learned to try to find those signs. And sometimes it happens automatically. Sometimes you can just tell when a person is, you know, not exactly out to impress you. <laughs> and you know what? I try to be an awkward, not, not awkward, equal opportunity hater, so to speak. <laughs> I guess I was thinking of the word awkward and equal at the same time, and it came out like awkward. <laughs> but let me try that again. I try not to be you know, an unfair hater. I try to be an equal opportunity hater. Despite not being, you know, some far-right person or even a conservative, I reserve the right to criticize individual feminists or individual feminist talking points, for example. But I do want to make it clear that I also don't wish to be defined as anti-feminist. To me, that would be no smarter than criticizing white supremacists and wanting to be called anti-white. You know, what What would be the point of my doing that? I really care more about what the stances are, and to put it lightly, whether or not the individual claims are appealing or disgusting, or, you know, if there's any element of fact involved or truth. Just as I don't want to judge all bakers based on one bad piece of bakery, I don't want to see everyone associated with every talking point they represent as being equally as bad as their worst moment or worst figurehead. That being said, you'll never hear me seriously refer to the lovely Michelle Malkin or the highly intelligent Marjorie Taylor Greene. At a certain point, it does get harder to trust certain ideological products if all they ever do is make me sick. Know what I mean? If all you ever say is we must defend ourselves from the evil immigrants, and I actually don't hate immigrants, well, I'm not too keen on purchasing that ideological product. I'll find it distasteful and foul. And even putting aside a lot of hateful shit spewing from right-wing dipshits, I also hear a lot of empty slogans and constant double standards. You know, a bunch of partisan hacks which I'm not too crazy about. For example, I'm not going to worry so much about a crazed feminist mob if that talk is coming from someone who's spoken at a white nationalist conference like both Michelle Malkin and Marjorie Taylor Greene have done separately, even if they've never done that together. So Michelle Malkin might clutch her pearls and lament a case of a liberal mob coming after a woman who's simply Doing what she believes is right, which is a regular talking point she uses against leftist critics. 
but she'll not convince me to support a white nationalist mob wanting to instigate a race war and create a white ethnostate. And again, look that up. She's at Michelle Malkin has spoken for a white nationalist organization, which is increasingly the pattern for a lot of mainstream Republicans. And, you know, I hate to say that, but it's true. So, yes, I, I do keep my social distance these days to some degree because I've, I want to have some choice over my own experiences. I do sometimes choose to read about crazy people, places, and things, but I'd rather take those in smaller doses. Too much stupidity is too much stupidity. And the fact that so much horrible bullshit is mainstream makes it that much easier to OD on it. And lastly, if you are a fan of Michelle Malkin or Marjorie Taylor Greene, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, I'm going to leave you on those words. And um, have a good day.